This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 219 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and I'm joined by Gary. How are you doing mate? Are you uh, are you all well? I am all well. This is a rare occurrence, isn't it? It is. I don't remember the last time you and I actually did a podcast. No, it's been a while. I think it must have yeah. been during the season. Yeah, probably so. Actually, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little while. Um, a lot's yeah, happened. The... A lot's happened since then. Uh, everything's happened. <laughs> well, not everything. Well, I mean, some, every... some things happened before, obviously. Yeah, um, everything and nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been married twice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and we've been on a stag weekend. That yep. seems ages ago now. We haven't done a podcast since that, and that was two months ago this week. mad that we've not been on since your stag. I um, I went on holiday very briefly, uh, yeah. which was very nice. And I can see why Lars Sorensen is such a lovely bloke, because everybody in Denmark is wonderful. They're Did they give you a discount in the Lego store? No, they didn't. Um, oh, they're not that wonderful, then, are they? No, they didn't give me a discount. Didn't you tell them who you are? Didn't you tell them you're king of Lego? <laughs> I'm bloody not, mate. You should see some of the people that were there. Didn't I did tell, see. Didn't you tell them that your hairstyle is modelled on a Lego man. <laughs> hey, there we go. No, um, I did say that. Uh, I, I did say that. I saw the uh, the most wonderful display of uh, what I described as true love. There was a there was an old couple in the in the Lego store um, at the Lego house, and um, the guy basically went up to the st- uh, went up to the shelf and picked up the Titanic, like the. The Titanic is one of the biggest boxes that you can possibly imagine. Um, he picked it up, and him and his wife were like, his wife just sort of looked at him, um, and they put it in this massive. Uh, it was an enormous like canvas bag, and they just carried it one hand each, and they were just walking side by side with this massive bag one one hand each uh, for the rest of the day, which I thought was really nice. Did you have a trolley for yours? Uh, no, but I did weigh the amount of Lego that I had when I got back. I had to carry it. It was about a 20-minute walk from where we were staying to uh, to the the house. And it was like, yeah, I weighed it when I got back and I had to carry about 10 kilos of Lego across across Billund. But, uh, no, I had a very good time. I had a very good time. Have you uh, have you calmed down since... Uh, well, I say calmed down. Have you, have you enjoyed your time since the wedding? No, it's been a massive anti-climax. It's like oh. you work for a year and a half and spend loads of money on this fantastic do, and all yep. the people that you care about are in one place, and you get to see each of them for, and you were there, and you get to see each of them for um, like 30 seconds to a minute at a time as you're shooting around, and then you wake up in the morning and you think, wow, I might not see that some was it, yeah. people again this, this yep. week, this year, this whenever. I wish I'd spent more time. No, it was brilliant. I mean, it was a fantastic night. The whole Stacey West podcast team got together. 
and Charlie will, yeah well Charlie will be coming in later um, somebody <laughs> said to me he needed a stick to walk from the bar to the dance floor but you got him on the dance floor and all of a sudden he knew exactly where he was his spatial <laughs> awareness um, improved no end so that was quite interesting although I think that's his student began, that's his student vibes kicking in that yeah it began to diminish and then I think somebody else said to me that um, it was Pete said to me that Chris was so drunk that at the end of the night he went in for a hug well he must have been to hug Pete um <laughs> He said, but he thinks it was more for the purpose of Chris not falling over um, than it was <laughs> actually hugging. So, and, and I think of everybody, I was probably the least drunk because I got up the next morning at 8.30 and was clearing out the marquee. Wow. There you go. I know. Brilliant stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, um, we'll move into the meat of today's podcast. I mean, obviously, you posted an article about the plans going forward uh, for the 23-24 season. Um, for the Station West podcast. Um, big one is that we're, we're going to go twice weekly now, aren't we? Um, we? We sort of had the discussion and we've decided um, that we're going to have a uh, kind of a, a match review out on the Monday. Um, and then we will keep your regular Friday podcast um, covering all the news and you choose, you know, Tuesday game if there was one. Um, just because I think it it breaks it up a little bit and it gives us a little bit more time to focus on uh, sort of more immediate opinions on the match, doesn't it? And it also gives us a little bit more content to put out. Yeah, it does. Um, we've I've always had an issue, as you know, with us reviewing a match that happened on the Saturday to go out on the Friday morning. Um, yeah. News news these days and content these days is. Yeah, they say new. It was yesterday's chip paper, uh, tomorrow's chip paper. Well, today, literally, your news is gone within thirty seconds. So to wait six or seven days, or six days rather, seemed a bit crazy. Um, with Tuesday night games as well, it just means that we can do a little bit more um, analysis. We can do a little bit more reaction. Just gives us a bit more time. And obviously, there's four of us now. Um, mm-hmm. So last week and last week we um, we welcomed Charlie, I think, onto the podcast for the first time. Uh, potentially, well, he'll now be a, a regular voice. So there will be four of us taking the um, taking the the reins, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it just makes sense. And look, the thing is, if people don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. And if people do like it, then they get twice as much. So it's you know, it it, it makes sense. Although alongside my other podcast that I'm producing, the Real EFL, things are getting quite busy, um, and I might. You know, <laughs> I might soon have to um, to think about yeah cutting back on something, but yeah it'll be good. It'll be good. We'll see how it goes. We've got quite a lot planned for the YouTube channel as well. So mm-hmm. um, hence you and I both seem to have put on a t-shirt, a nice t-shirt, and done something with our hair because Charlie's in the tough. background. I'm no, no, no. I was trying to be generous. Of course you haven't. Um, but I was uh, yeah. Charlie's lurking in the background taking videos for YouTube shorts and stuff like that. So. I don't know why you said that my hair is like a Lego man because. It's not really. I could find a Lego man with your hair. I mean, you probably could. There you go. Why have you brought it back round to Lego? We're meant to be talking football and you're holding little minifigures up. Yeah, and you're, you're, talking... th- you're 30-something. Come on. Spend <laughs> your money on beer and drugs or whatever it is that 30-somethings spend their money on. Why can't I spend it on both? I have been doing. I've been spending on all the hay fever drugs known to man this last couple of weeks. That's very true. Yeah, mine's been awful as well. I've yeah. Been, yeah, putting more stuff up my nose than most people would in the nineties. But there we go. Oh, you could have said. You could have said I put more stuff up my nose than Daniela Westbrook, and it would have rolled off the tongue. Unlike Daniela Westbrook, which is a bit of a mouthful, um, and and everyone would have laughed. And you couldn't th- either. Either you couldn't think of anybody who put a lot of their nose in the nineties, or you were still fearing being sued by somebody like Kate Moss. Uh, yeah, let's not answer that question. Right, let's go. Let's move on to the meat of the podcast then. Um, okay. Yeah, shall the- I explain it? Yeah, go on. Because it would. Yeah, so we we decided what we wanted to do uh, was do a bit of a podcast about transfers, uh, and there haven't been that many transfers. So we thought, look, we've got some. We've got a, a range of different people on the podcast. We know Lincoln City are looking for a striker. Michael Horton has tweeted out Lincoln City still wants to buy a striker or bring in a striker as backup to Ben House. Um, so we thought that we would collectively go out, look at potential strikers, free agents, potentially people we might pay a fee for, potentially loan players, and each pick one, realistic one, that we thought might come to Lincoln City, who we think might fit the bill, and then we'll put together a convincing argument as to why um, why we think that might happen. And it's been quite an interesting process because 
Um, obviously, we all know who who each other have picked because we had to do that to make sure two of us didn't go, oh, well, I've picked him, and then you get a short podcast. Um, and, and as it turned out, you know, my pick and uh, clashed with with one of Charlie's, I think, um, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, so we did our picks, um, but I do want to talk about something else beforehand because there is somebody who is conspicuous um, by their absence on the list. Is this where we were going to need the QI buzzer? It, it is where we were going to need the QI buzzer, but actually, um, I think I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Okay. Okay. So let's get the elephant in the room out of the way before we start. Not one of us has picked Tyler Walker. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was uh, the sound of Cornell climaxing. Um, <laughs> so not one of us has picked Tyler Walker uh, at all. And uh, the, don't worry, Cornell, um, you get a chance again in a minute because Ben's playing right up to you uh, with his pick. I mean, um, I think are, Chris is, to be fair. Uh, and yeah, well, uh, yeah, and me and Charlie are just trying to make Cornell go on Google a little bit later on. Um, <laughs> so Tyler Walker. So look, look, we know who Tyler Walker is. He came here, he scored what fourteen goals in half a season. He moved to Coventry, million pounds. He's had a bad time there. He's been injured. Um, people say that he's like the modern day Michael Bridges in or, uh, that every single transfer window, Tyler Walker's been seen. So Tyler Walker's been seen at the Bentley. It's a joke. Um, I know the summer, uh, the winter that we signed John Marquis. Tyler Walker was 100% on our radar. Okay. Solid, absolutely solid. And it was a choice between us signing Walker on loan or bringing Marquis in on a short-term deal, uh, as we did, and not taking up a loan spot. And subsequently, we didn't take up that loan spot. I think we brought Brook Norton Coffey in. We didn't mm-hmm. then bring another player in. But I think that that is, as I understand it, um, so, and I... I believe that Walker wanted to come to us just as much as he wanted to go to Portsmouth. I'm not speaking on behalf of the player. There was then a time, I think, at the beginning of the season or last season or winter last season where he had come and watched a game and somebody had brought him in a taxi to a game and and that kind of got out as well. I think there is a realistic prospect, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying 100%. I would say there's a 50-50 chance that Tyler Walker is somebody that we're looking at. Okay, and that might people might, yeah, it, it's it's an easy one, but I, I, we're not picking the the easy goes here. <clears throat> First of all, he's free, and that's a big mm-hmm. thing. I think that that's a, a big thing. I don't think that we will be signing um, a player on a permanent deal as striker, uh, paying big money. I don't, I, I can't see that happening. But a free transfer is a little bit different. If he can prove his fitness, bear in mind he's been in and out. Um, I think it's realistic. He knows Lincoln City. He knows that he'd be wanted here. Um, he mm-hmm. knows the setup. He knows the EPC. He, you know, it's a familiar surrounding. His career's gone off track a couple of times. He's gone into, you know, back to Forest. Didn't make it really with them in the Championship. Went to, to Coventry. Hasn't made it with them in the Championship. His next move needs to be not a risk. You know, it's all right, Joey Barton coming in and saying, "Come down to us for six, seven grand a week." Mm. But, you know, it's a risk at Bristol Rovers because they're always on the cusp of imploding. Fleetwood, they could maybe afford the money, but is he going to go somewhere he's against Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott? Do you know what I mean? There's a finite number of clubs that Tyler Walker appears, appeals to. Potentially, there's an Oxford. Potentially, there's there's a team like that who are a little bit above us. At Oxford, maybe a Charlton, maybe a Wickham, who perhaps can just afford a little bit more. But other than that, the teams that are going to be chasing Tyler Walker are the likes of Port Vale, Lincoln City, Bristol Rovers. And, and, and you know, we're much of a muchness, and I think that we'd have the edge, personally. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, if, if it were, if, if we are indeed interested, and if that is the case, you know, where those kind of clubs are going to be there, I, we would be at the front of the queue in Tyler's mind, surely, because, like you say, he knows the club, he's, he's got an affinity with us, you know, he knows that he'd be adored if he came back straight away you know the people would be singing his name the second he walked through the door for three um, games until he missed chances and didn't score but yeah because <laughs> it happened with tj omer we were singing his name yep. you know and, yep. and, and now it's <laughs> it's oh we need to sign a right back we need to sign a right signed a defender and tj's been been forgotten so and yeah. we'd be at the front of the queue <clears throat> in terms of attractiveness on all fronts bar potentially money because mon- mm. stupid money's already being thrown around our division again. Yeah. Um, you know, Fleetwood fans, I triggered them earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've clearly spent 
significant wages on Danny yes. Mayer and Ryan Broom. Um, yes, they haven't paid a fee. I get that. That my point isn't that they're signing those players. It's that they're signing those players when their chairman's just or their their. I don't know whether he was their owner. He is their owner. The chairman, the former chairman, but Andy Pilly, Mister Fleetwood, because that's what he's been. Mister Fleetwood has been found guilty of fraud and is going to serve time. And for me, it doesn't sit right. I mean, I don't know what else they should do. What they're going to do? Go? Oh no, we're not going to spend any money because our chairman's been committed to fraud. They can't. You know, it's an unfair kind of. Yeah. It's not jealousy. It's just a little bit of anger, but. I hate Fleetwood. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, so, do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick off? Well, I think we already have a plan for this, so you should know which it's going to be. We do. It's me, isn't it? Um, so, I um, I did spend a little bit of time on this. I mean, I'm I'm I'll be honest. Gary's looking at me, shaking his head because we've discussed it, and you know, I'm not. My knowledge across the leagues isn't as in depth and as uh as as across the divisions as as other people on the podcast you know it's a bit of a not a weak spot but you know it's it's sort of out of my wheelhouse it's out of my uh, comfort zone a little bit so i was doing quite a bit of research i was having a look at a few players um that have done well in league two free agents from the championship um and one that i did settle on uh for quite a while which irritated me um <laughs> was um was Will Swan. I was looking at Will Swan quite a lot. I was thinking he's he's looking really good. Yeah, you know, decent age, fits the bill, fits the profile. And then at the very end of it, I was like, yeah, he seems all right. And then realised that he'd actually agreed to a permanent move to Mansfield. You don't do yourself favours, Ben. You don't do yourself any favours. No, it's not the fact that you've done it. It's the fact that you've told everybody on the podcast that you've I thought it. I'd be honest about it, you know. But anyway, look, went through a bunch of players and um, settled on what I'm imagining Gary's going to pull me up on and say it's the lazy option um, of a player at Stockport. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Kyle Wooten. Uh, he was a you know centre forward at Stockport last season, previously was at Notts County. Um, scored, I think, 14 goals last season. Um, and my, my reasoning behind it was you kind of look at it and go, is he going to want League One football? Obviously, they missed out on the playoffs and it was, it was one of those. And it's like, we, we have the opportunity to offer him league one football, um, had a look at, um, you know, at some of his plays, some of his goals can score with both feet, can score with his head. Looks like he's got a, a little bit of pace to him as well. And he's, he seems like quite a big, you know, quite a tall lad. So for me, it, it's not the most realistic option. Um, I, I don't think by any means, uh, by any means that means that, you know, we're going to go and sign him. Um, but it, it's the kind of player that I would probably like to see us go for. Um, obviously, you know, I like I said, there's there's less than zero chance of it happening in my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it's uh, it's a target that I would like to potentially see come in. Um, so I'm now going to open the floor to the abuse from Gary. Um, one thing that I did actually look at because you sent me quite a, a nice spreadsheet with all of his stats from the season. Um, and I had a, a little perusal through that. And obviously, um, you know, with him, um, where were we? With his uh, with his goals, um, yeah, he did so he scored 14. Um, and the one thing that struck me was how much he's outperforming. And, you know, I'm trying to get on Gary's good side, how much he's outperforming his XG, which I know that is a, a stat that you love to see sometimes. You haven't mentioned that he's a former Lincoln City player at all. Is he? I, I genuinely not realise that. <clears throat> I thought genuinely didn't realise that uh, he's um, he's a former Lincoln player. Five goal, five games, one goal on loan from Scunthorpe. I think onto Chris Moyes is possibly. Um, okay. Yeah, the season before he's been. I mean, look. Yeah, there's more chance of us signing Kyle from South Park than there is Kyle Wood. Um, <laughs> is, is the honest truth. Yeah. I understand the point that you're making that you 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 think because for me, what we're going to be signing is somebody who is not going to replace Ben House. That they're going to be yep. uh, a, potentially a backup to Ben House unless they are real good value. So unless it is Tyler Walker, mm -hmm. who's a free transfer where the gods align and you think we can't pass this up. I don't think we'll spend a fee on a player. And I think Kyle okay. Wooden, with 14 goals for Stockport, um, would command a six-figure fee. 
Yeah, he would. I mean, he's, he's, only, he's only a year into his contract as well. So it's he'll a three-year deal. Yeah, signed for Notts County from Notts County last season, um, and he's you know he would command a fee, um, and that's why I said it. You know, it's not going to happen. Um, it's the kind of if player you... that I think there would be a lot of people saying, "Oh, we should be going for this kind of player." Um, I don't think necessarily we should, but you know, it's it's one that it's your pick, Ben. <laughs> I know, but it was it was a realist. Well, it was a, a target that we might like to see. I appreciate that you put some research in because I know that this is massively out of your wheelhouse, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> I understand that. And I could I, I could be cruel and I'm not going to be. I could uh, savage it because I can understand why you picked it because you look at him and there's an element of the Ben House perhaps about it mm. in that Ben House did well at Eastleigh, a couple mm-hmm. of divisions below. Could we get him on a decent deal? Yeah. There's an element of the um, Cohen Bramwell about it, the same sort of thing potentially even the Alistair Smith, bar the fact that obviously Smith's a free agent. So I get it. I understand why you've gone striker, league two, done well, missed out on promotion, may want to step up. Um, we'll gloss over the fact that he's been here before, but that could have been a selling point as well if, um, you know. If I'd realised. Yeah, if you'd realised. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I think of of all the ones we've picked, uh, and there is another one that is a, you know, it, it's a wide pick. Um, but I think of all the ones we've picked, for me, it's probably, probably going to be a uh, a no. But yeah. for the don't look so upset. No, ben, I'm not upset. Not no, I, I'm not. I can see Ben. I can see his heart breaking. I mean, it it, it hurts me when I when I tweeted the other day about when I'm playing with my ball with my dog and I leave him <laughs> and he looks at me as if he's not playing with a ball and I've just looked at Ben and he's like, I, I can see this going as a YouTube short now where Charlie's going to get the clip from the Simpsons where Bart <laughs> free, like goes through frame by frame with Ralph's heart breaking. I can do it. And, 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 you know, I mean, you did like, what, four minutes research on this. If you've read three further lines down on Wikipedia, you've seen you played for Lincoln. But either way, you did all that research, which is, you know, collectively more than you've ever done. And I've I've shattered your heart. I tell you what, let's bring in, um, let's bring in somebody else for an opinion, shall we? Shall we bring Chris in uh, and and we'll have a quick chat with Chris now because we're going to rotate today. So um, I, I get to critique Ben. Uh, ben then goes. Uh, I then uh, then Chris. Me and Chris. I give my my pick. Chris gets to critique that, which is dangerous because he knows what he's talking about. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then Charlie comes in, and that, and, that and, broke my heart more than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are we saying? Kyle Wooden. Hello. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiastic. Was that, was that a bit loud? I've got a new. Gary's bought me a new mic, everybody. So I might the sound really clear. Well, yeah, yes. the, the, podcast. Yeah, the podcast has bought me a new mic. It, it arrived today, Mc, so maybe I sound loud and clear. McDonald's have bought you a new mic. Yes, make sure you go and. Was it McDelivery you advertise or something like that? I can't remember what it is. The answer. Sorry, now, no, you've now. got to say. You've got to say it like this. McDelivery for all your McDonald's needs. It was about like that. yeah. That's pretty accurate in terms of how, <laughs> in wow. terms of how excited you are on that, and enthusiastic you are on your old uh, on the advert. But yes, um, hello everybody. Kyle Wooten. Um, I was listening into your conversation there, chaps, and I, I, I kind of I, I agree with Gaz in that I understand where that that's come from. He's was a very successful National League player for Notts County. Was it's interesting from Notts County perspective, isn't it? They. They lost him last summer, and you thought that had been a huge loss. And then they go and get Macaulay Langstaff, who scores yeah. forty plus goals. It's like, oh, that's not a bad replacement. Um, but yeah, he was a, he was a really good signing for Stockport. Just missed out on promotion and potentially look for a step up. So I think it's a really good shout. I just don't think we're going to be going for a permanent player. I think that's the biggest the biggest uh, thing for me, really. I think we've got Ben House, who is going to be our number one striker, not only because he's our best striker, but also because we've probably got one eye on this time next year, making a quite quite a few quid on him. If he has another successful season, so we want to give him the game time. So whoever does come in is going to not necessarily play second fiddle in regards to just sit on the bench every single game, but be able to play as a two with him or be happier being, uh, yeah, in maybe kind of second choice or or at least challenging him. And I mm-hmm. think if we were going to go and spend some money on a permanent player, that that player's going to want to come in and play week in, week out for us. So what I'm expecting. If we do sign another striker, well, when we sign another striker, it, it to be a loan signing. So that's probably the biggest reason I would say it's an unlikely 
short-term target, but it could well be a, a reasonable long-term one. No, that's fair enough. And like I said, it's it's not one that I would expect us to bring in, but it was a, a player that I thought, yeah, he could fit. It's a good pick age-wise, 26. If we were going to pay a yeah. nominal fee, not a big fee, 26 yeah. would be the sort of age. But if you pay a big fee and you're in three years, 29, not got the resale. But uh... yeah. Right, so Ben, you're now leaving us, but you are coming back for uh, the final part of the show where you get to rubbish Charlie's uh, opinion. <laughs> uh, and if you want, when I drop out, I'll send you some reasons to rubbish Charlie's opinion. <laughs> that would be great because I... I... I mean, I've got to try and spell Charlie's suggestion first and foremost. So. Got, I, the only reason I've dropped out is because I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Daniel Smith as well that I struggle so much. <laughs> How do you say Tyler? How do you say Stockton? Oh, God, there goes Cornell again. Um, <laughs> ben, we will, uh, I'll see you. Uh, we'll, well, you and I won't speak, but we'll be back in, in a bit. Indeed. Bye-bye. So I'm now here on my own with Chris. So well, you're, not, you're not on your own then, are you? No, I'm not on my own. I'm not on my own. Can, sorry, on the video, and I don't know if Charlie will, will short this or not, is there a bit of my beard sticking out at an unnecessary, unusual angle? Right, the, right, right, right at the bottom. Yeah, just, yeah, that's the bit, just there. I hadn't noticed it until you pointed it out, though, so don't worry too much about it, mate. <laughs> He's got the scissors out. No, I can't. I can't do that. Um, right, so, yeah, I, I, look, I think that... Um, I think that you're absolutely right. I don't think that we're going to sign a permanent player unless it's Tyler Walker. Unless. Because I do think that that's one that we would go for uh, because we know the player, we know the character. Um, and also it would almost be a bit of continuity planning, I think, as well. If we do want to sell Ben House in a year's time and we're bringing a loan player in, actually in a year's time, we could find ourselves looking for a brand new strike force. Whereas if we can take a calculated risk now... Um, then it will be, you know, we could cover ourselves, but calculated risks, uh, you know, they've got to be really, really calculated because they don't always come off. I think we'll go for a loan player. I don't think there's anything in the free agent market um, that is going to be attractive enough. I do think that we will be looking for um, a temporary player. It comes off sometimes. It came off with Tyler to a degree. Um, it, it, didn't work with Tyrese John Jules. It absolutely did not work with um, last week, last season. Plange, Luke Plange, yeah. Morgan Whitaker. Okay, not technically a striker, but I think it came off. Liam Cullen potentially not. Um, so it's a risk, a lone player. But I think the lone player that I've picked negates that risk. So I've gone for Nottingham Forest's Dale Taylor. He's a 19-year-old. And one of the reasons I think that he could be on our radar is that he has League One experience already. So he was at Burton Albion last season. He moved there in January to place, replace the lad that they sold to Bolton, 10-goal striker he had to replace. Um, and he scored five goals, some goals that kept them up. I think he scored a brace potentially against Port Vale. I think he scored against Oxford. He certainly scored a goal against Barnsley as Burton beat Barnsley. Wasn't just about his goals either. He earned a lot of praise from the uh, the Staffordshire press. Um, even when he struggled, he, he didn't score straight away. So he was struggling for goals, but he was getting in good positions. I think there was an assist or two thrown in there as well. Um, he's not the biggest. Um, he, we're talking kind of maybe Ben House size. Um, he's been likened to Billy Key in the Burton press. Obviously, Billy Key um, was one of those players, uh, the sort of player that you'd always say, oh, we'd love to sign a player like that. You know, he was hardworking at Accrington, a uh, bit of a scrapper, a bit of a fighter, not fist fights, but you know what I mean? Fight for the ball, fight for everything. Um, the Burton Press really liked Dale Taylor. They said he'll go in for challenges with defenders. You don't expect him to win and he comes away with the ball. He's that type of player. He almost, for me, sounds like a young Ben House. Um, one thing the press said as again about him was... And these are exact words are on the screen now. With the greatest respect to Key, Taylor appears on course to be a more successful player at a higher level. He's already playing at a higher level. He plays Northern Ireland International, uh, Northern Ireland internationally. Johnny Evans was full of praise for him specifically. He said he came off the bench for Northern Ireland recently uh, and looked like a senior pro, looked like a man um, while he was playing, which I think is, is also important. I think we saw with Luke Plange, with the respect, he looked like a boy when he was coming off the bench. He wasn't putting himself about. And I don't think that if we're going to bring a lone player in, I don't think we're going to bring one in that has the potential to be lightweight. I think we're looking for a, a kind of a Dan on Lundaloo physicality, but with the mentality to put it into place as well. And I think you get that with Dale Taylor. And the final thing, and that this is a, a, a big factor, is he's at Nottingham Forest. 
and Nottingham Forest are being are quoting teams £60 million for Brennan Johnson this summer. And Brennan Johnson came of age at Lincoln City. Now, if Nottingham Forest want their player to develop, they only have to look in their squad and go, do we have an example of a player that went out on loan and is now worth an earth-shattering amount of money? Brennan Johnson. So I think that we are, if we were interested in Taylor and he fits the profile that I think we need, I also think that him and Nottingham Forest would prefer him to come to us than, let's say, uh, uh, even a Charlton Athletic or a Bristol Rovers or a Port Vale. Um, in fact, I think that we are the only club of a similar size to Burton, Bristol Rovers, Point Vale, Port Vale, that Taylor will go to. If he doesn't come to us, I think he goes to, um, I hesitate even to say a Blackpool or a Bolton, maybe a Portsmouth, something like that. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Over to you. I'll be honest. I really wanted to try and find something wrong with your suggestion. Couldn't. It's an, it's an excellent it's an excellent shout. The the only the only thing would be is he was successful in League One and like you say he's he's been he's had international experience. He impressed at this level last season. Would Nottingham Forest want him to go and play in the Championship? Does is he there, want to? Is, is the there, well is there a taker for him? Is there a taker for him in the Championship where he's going to get regular football? I think for him it would be a choice of maybe going back to Burton if he wants to just carry on with that that environment or. Here would be a. I, I don't know if this is disrespectful to Burton supporters, but I think here is a step up slightly. Yeah. And in terms of maybe our aspirations this season, I think it's a slight step up. And Burton were massively impressive last season. First half of the season, obviously they were dreadful, but that second half of the season was massively impressive. They and he was a huge part of that. I think it's a really good shout, mate. To be honest, and like we like we said when I first came on air, I don't feel we'll be going for a permanent. Player, I don't think we're going to be going for a, a, a star-studded kind of Cole Stockton-esque type player, or, or pay for one. I just don't think it's going to happen unless no. it's a, like you mentioned, like a Tyler Walker, where it's a, you're weighing up the pros and the cons of that risk. But ultimately, a loan is just more likely for me, and I think that's a really, it's just a really sensible loan. So, yeah, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. I don't know what else think, to say, really. Well, I think I think the main issues would be if. Barnsley, for instance, want to loan him. Um, I could see that. I, I don't know if they've named a new manager just yet. That that probably holds them back because they're a little bit further down the line. Um, you've also got to imagine that he won't sign for a club, I don't think, maybe not before the season kicks off. I don't know, but it would be really close to the eve of the season because Forrest are going to want to have him around and have a look at him. Um, and so that could put us further up the queue because, well, we've got Ben House. Um, and if we were thought we'd, that we had a chance of getting him, we, could we could we go, well, we'll hang on to Freddie Draper or we'll hang on to Joven or we'll hang on to Charlie Kendall and, and then we can do the whole loan thing a couple of games into the season. So I think that plays into our hands a little bit. Good point. Um, yeah, so those those clubs who don't have a starting centre forward at the moment are going to want to get someone over the line sooner rather than later. And if they are wanting to, you know, if Forrest are wanting to wait until the end of the window to, to weigh up the options... They may well may well already be sorted in that regard by that point. So that's a really good point. Yeah, it just depends whether he's going to be a fixture in Forest's squad. We can't see it. It's a big jump up from scoring five goals in twenty games in League One to go and playing in the in the Premier League. But but players have done it. 
So the thing is, if it, it had a full if it had a full season at Burton, and, and you you kind of work out how many goals he would have scored, let's say twelve goals for Burton mm-hmm. over forty six games, that would have been a championship move. But the fact he's only had the six months at Burton, I think, means that there's a there's a potential there for him to still go back out to League One. But of course, with Forest and their owners, there's also the potential for a European loan as well, because they yeah. love loaning their players out across to Europe. So yeah, next you know, next spotted in Olympiacos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as, as nearly everybody at Forest does, it's like a rite of passage. It's like when your nineties used to loan players to Royal Antwerp, didn't they? <laughs> Was ever was it Lou Chadwick? I remember going yeah, there. Was, and Ronnie, Ronnie Walwalk, I think, went there as well. There's loads of them. Do you know they they most they won the Belgian league this year for the first time in about sixty or seventy years? Did they really? They did. No, I didn't know that. Unfortunately, let's uh, let's bring in podcast fourth wheel, the newest member of the podcast team, uh, Charlie. I could see him looking so excited to be about to be brought in as well in the little. Hello. Yes, I am still just as enthusiastic and ready. That's, that's <laughs> good. Two episodes in, and you haven't lost your enthusiasm yet, Charlie. So, I have um, not welcome. Um, so, uh, Dale Taylor. Yeah, you see, as Chris said, I would love to come in here and try to slate the pick. The only problem is I can't really do that when I also said I was going to go for Dale Taylor. <laughs> so, so I kind of yeah. If I start saying anything bad, it just makes me look bad as well. Uh, no. Dale Taylor, definitely a good choice. Um, my only slight concern is sort of thing that has been said. I have a feeling they're going to want Dale Taylor to go to a team where he is going to be the number one striker and be playing in 40 games minimum. And I don't know if he would get that with us, especially if we stuck in the 3-4-3, however you want to call it. Um, there would be the opportunity for him to play alongside Ben House in a 3-5-2, but I don't see him automatically coming in and replacing Ben House immediately. That's my only concern, and Forrest might be a little bit wary. That's yeah, no and, we don't, and we don't want him to. Let's be honest. Best no, case scenario no. for Lincoln City, we don't want a lone striker to come in and replace Ben House. We want Ben House to have a just continue his great form that he's shown mm. since last season and you know either take us to you know a a playoff challenge and or flog for a lot of money. Yeah, you want somebody to come you want somebody to come in, play the same amount of minutes as Luke Plange did, but do considerably better considerably better than what Luke Plange did. Yeah, and probably be a be more a more realistic mm. and effectual option off the bench to then change to a two up top yeah. as well. So with that in mind I shall dip out and I'll hand over to which of you two is taking the reins? Which of you is the leader, the alpha male? I shall, I shall give it to Chris. So wish easy. Uh, so I'm going to dip out. <laughs> that's me. That's me done. I'm not coming back in. Um, so yeah, thank you for everybody for listening. And we shall leave you with a. Bre- this is a first for the Stacey West podcast because it'll be the first time two people have been on it, uh, and one of them isn't me or Ben. Which I can hear a collective sigh of relief now that the Cornell noise has subsided. Um, but Ben will be back in a minute to um, to to save today. So boys. Don't burn down the Stacey West house. We've worked hard to get this up and running. Uh, see you all later. Thank you, we Gary. We can do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we won't because we're very good boys. Um, so, it's, this is weird, actually, this, isn't it? I quite it like is, it. it I manage a football team. I stand in front of loads of people at work every day. And I'm nervous. <laughs> I'll do the rest naturally. Calm down. Oh, Just do your breathing exercises. We practice this, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all good so I'm going to move on to my suggestion here um, and as we kind of briefly discussed earlier I just couldn't see us signing a, a permanent a permanent player I certainly couldn't see us paying money for a permanent player so I was actually when we first came up with this idea I was planning on investigating some maybe slightly left field options because of the new joker rule for those people unaware we can now sign a couple of players that would normally fail um, work permit rules and you can sign two players per season who would normally fail that, but you can have them in your squad, which means the likes of a Lewis Montsmer type signing was back on the table again. So I was quite excited to go ahead and try and find a left field one there, try and find some value in one of those markets. But I decided against it just because I thought it was really unlikely that we're going to go ahead and pay a, pay a fee for somebody in that regard. And yeah, I, I spent a lot of time looking at lots of different names, a lot of Premier League academies or under 21, 23 sides. 
Well, I've actually settled for a name that a lot of listeners would probably will have heard of because we was actually linked with him in January. I don't know how seriously, but we were linked with him. And that is Sinclair Armstrong, who currently plays for QPR. He's a Republic of Ireland under 21 international as of very recently. And he's a, a centre forward, but can also play out wide. But he's often when you have a centre forward that can play out wide, you kind of think of pace and, and trickery. And he has got a bit of flair, but he's actually quite a physical player. He's as a winger, he's more in the Harry Anderson, more in the Jordan Garrick, but hopefully more effective. That kind of mould, though, in terms of physique. So he's, he's just under six foot. He's incredibly uh, athletic, quick, hardworking, strong, uh, primarily a centre forward, but but can fill in out wide, which means he'd probably be a bit more of a versatile option adding to our squad. So he could be a replacement in a in a 3-4-3 for Ben House in the last few minutes. He could start in a wider area, potentially, or he could play in a 3-5-2. So I think for versatility, it was a potentially good option. Now, we had three starts for QPR last season in the Championship, as well as 19 substitute appearances. He didn't score, but he had uh, he had an XG of 0.8, and he, he had averaged about 25 minutes to half an hour per appearance. So, so he, he didn't get a huge amount of game time under his belt. But he he was certainly flirting with the first team. He's only 20 years old. He's had a couple of loans in the last couple of seasons. He went out two seasons ago to the National League, played for Aldershot and Torquay, scored, I think, four goals for those two teams. And one concern that Gary had and mentioned earlier about a loan signing, which I think we, we kind of fell foul of with Luke Plange, was someone who's not quite ready for men's league football. We don't want someone who's going to potentially look like an academy player in that professional environment. And he's had 22 championship appearances and he also had two QPR under one under 21 appearances last season. And in those two games, he scored five goals. So he's clearly head and shoulders above that kind of under 21, that youth, that kind of extended youth style football. Interestingly, he also had a 75% passing accuracy in his appearances for QPR last season. Bearing in mind, this is in the struggle inside who were down towards the bottom end of the championship, and he's a forward player. That's a really impressive passing accuracy. Mm. Only with an XG, not an XG, sorry, an expected assist of 0.15. So what that suggests is he doesn't necessarily attempt killer balls. He's not a creator, but you can play into him, and he's going to hold on to the ball. He's going to keep possession of the ball and allow us to have a bit of sustained, a bit of sustained possession higher up the pitch, which I think if there was any criticism to last season, that's something that we didn't have. So, yeah, when I was looking through these, it just kind of ticks a lot of boxes, really. I don't think there's a potential of a realistic permanent signing here. I think if he does well, he'll get recalled by QPR or, or at least be flirting with their first team again next season. But I think he'd be a, he'd be a realistic target. I know there was, there was some connections there with the Irish connection. He knows Sean Rowan. He knows Dylan Duffy from his playing in the, in the Republic of Ireland. And there were those kind of murmurings of interest in January as well. So I think the kind of the connection there, just put it at the top of the pile for me ahead of some other ones. The only concern I have is with QPR's forward line changing over the summer. They had a couple of ageing players and they had Chris Martin there, who I believe has left the club. There is, a, there is potentially an opening in QPR's first team. So it depends how highly rated he is and whether, for me, it's almost like the, the Freddie Draper of QPR. And it's that, it's that, are you weighing oh. up? He could be a real asset to our first team squad. He could be a really useful backup for our first team and kind of play, you know, get, get a few minutes here and there and have an impact late in games potentially. But actually, is it better for his development, his personal development and the long-term health of the club for him to go out for a season on loan and really impress and play regular football? So that's the only concern I've got. And you just don't know the answer to that question, do we? So, Yeah. Sinclair Armstrong is my choice. What are your thoughts, my friend? I like it. Ultimately, I very much like it. Um, yeah, he definitely seems like the sort of pick that we very much could and would make. Um, he seems like he'd be able to very much fit our system. Also, the ability to be able to go out wide, um, you know, especially with a good passing accuracy, like you said, it would be 
sort of invaluable in the 5-2-3-3-4-3 sort of system. Because um, it also means that just because Ben House is playing, it doesn't mean that Sinclair Armstrong can't. And I think that's another key point because that's going to be a selling point if we are able to say, look, we to, to, to QPR when we're trying to do our sort of uh, loan presentation to them, if we were trying to get him, then we'll say, look, we know we have a starting number nine. You know we have a starting number nine. But that doesn't mean that Sinclair Armstrong isn't going to get opportunities. We are going to try and play him at striker whenever possible. But also, if we feel he's good enough and he brings something to the team, we're also willing to move him out wide. So, like I say, there is the, there is the opportunity there. My big kind of worry, and you very much said it there yourself anyway, is sort of the two things of A, it, he, he may have a route into QPR's team. And B, he may have a route into QPR's team in January. There's sort of the thing of, do we really want a player that could come to us, do really well for six months, get us into a playoff chasing position and then gets recalled to a relegation-threatened QPR in January? I'm not saying rele- QPR are going to be threatened by relegation, but... In- well, if last season's anything to go by, that's where exactly. you're going to put them in that, in that conversation, exactly. aren't you? That's a good point. So the, the worry is there, you know, and if they don't replace their strikers well in the summer... Um, and actually they any of their signings that they bring in are flops, then are they going to want Sinclair Armstrong to come back in January to fill that void? So that would be my worry because you don't want to get too you don't get too attached to a lone player anyway. We do never fall in love with a lone player. It's what we do, but um, it's a heck of a lot worse to do it in the first half of a season to then lose them. As we've already been talking about Tyler Walker. So mm. Yeah, it, there's, those would be my only worries, but I think the mould of him definitely fits in well. But I, I'm surprised at you, Chris, that you didn't go to left field. Oh, you know, may, maybe <laughs> it's, it's left field of me to not go left field but, in but, the end. You, you've tried to like reverse psychology, the reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I just thought it was, yeah. a, it, was a, it was a potential good option. And there's a few, there's a few links there. I'm just touching on a situation at QPR because it's really interesting mm. because he had a, he hadn't really been involved in QPR's first team prior to last season and it was really, really impressive in pre-season. And QPR turned down quite a few loan offers for him this time mm-hmm. last year because they thought he might have an opportunity in the first team. I think that's when Neil Critchley was there, possibly. Uh, I don't know, they've had more managers than I've had. <laughs> dinners. I can't, I can't remember who it was at the start of last season, but I remember listening to the interview. And uh, yeah, they turned them down within with the intention, I think, of giving him a fair amount of game time. And he has played a bit. He's played 20, made 22 appearances, but he's only made three starts. So I'm just wondering if if those loan bids came in this the start of this season, a year down the line, are they going to be just that little bit more receptive to think, you know what, we, we thought he'd be part of a squad last season. He had an impact last season in and out. Let's go and give him first team football elsewhere or first team football here, yeah. as in at QPR, I don't think he's going to be a bit part player wherever he goes, or what he's going to want to be. He's either going to play regularly for QPR, or he's going to go out on loan and play regularly. And I think he could play regularly for us, either in a two up top to come on late in the game for Ben House, or starting on uh, in one of those wider areas. But yeah, there, there are some definite question marks there. But that, yeah, that was my that was my choice. But now moving on to the, the fourth and final suggestion. Yours. So, well, so what for, was your? What was well, your... for that, I do believe we are bringing back in Ben. Hello, Hello ben. welcome back. Thank you. Hello again. <laughs> I don't think the house is burnt down. I think everything's still still okay. No, it was good. Good discussion, and yeah, I think it's a, a an interesting shout again. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll move on to Charlie's, and this is going to be the fun one. Can you pronounce it? Can I? Uh, uh, no, I don't believe I can. I can <laughs> pronounce his first name. I think it's Mika. Might be Mika. So do you know what? I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, right. <laughs> so I have gone for Mika Mika Biereth. If there are any Arsenal fans, or do you know what? Ignore that. If there are any football manager fans out there, you may have more of an opportunity of pronouncing his name because you will have seen his name written down on numerous occasions. I know I certainly have. So, I mean, of me- all the people to be a football manager fan, you are on with Chris, who who would be the perfect person to ask this question of. So, well, there's no there's no audio on football manager. It, is there? it doesn't, it doesn't tell you how to pronounce this. Is the problem? Names. <laughs> 
No, so I have gone for Mika Biereth. So Mika Biereth is a twenty-year-old. Uh, he is from Arsenal, so it would be a loan. He is six foot two. So if you want his physical attributes, there you go. Uh, yeah, he he signed his first pro contract a couple couple years back, July twenty-one. He's uh, he had a season then in Arsenal's under twenty-threes. So at the age of eighteen, he was in Arsenal's under twenty-threes, performing very well. He was getting a uh, good few goals, a hat trick against Chelsea's in the in the Premier League two. Um, he was even nominated for the May twenty-two Player of the Month. Uh, unfortunately, didn't win it, but he was nominated. So that means something. Um, he's even made the Arsenal first team bench on four separate occasions too, and not just in cup competitions. One of those was in the Premier League last season. This was where he started getting some proper playing time. Well, I say that maybe not enough. He spent last season out alone in the Eredivisie for RKC Walvik. Yes. We can all pronounce names. I have picked the <laughs> easiest one for a podcast. Um, he, 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 look, he only got two goals um, for the season, but he, he also only played 370 minutes. From what I can gather, that wasn't because of injuries or anything like that. That was simply because he wasn't quite ready. Okay. And that might sound underwhelming, but to me, it's understandable. He's got his very first professional loan and he was going out to a top six or seven European league. Like I said, to me, that... See, that doesn't seem like he's somebody that can be given up on. No stretch of the imagination. And it also doesn't seem to me like somebody who can just go back to youth football. He is a... What really strikes me when I watch him play, and I've been able to watch a lot of clips over the last couple of days since we kind of got this assignment, shall we say, was he really puts himself about. He managed to get two goals in a 3-2 win after coming on in the 55th minute. That's where his two goals came from. He helped them from, I think they were one all at the time when he came on. He came on and helped them win 3-2. Um, like I say, he just he really puts himself about. He's a tall lad. He's, his aerial jewels, he goes up for a lot of aerial jewels for the, sort of, for the few amount of minutes that he actually had. He's been capped at the Danish youth, youth level, up to the under-21s. He got called up to the under-21s uh, this sort of past international break. Well, uh, May, sorry. Like I say, he's, he's really what you'd call a complete forward, powerful and aggressive, but he's also quite quick as well. That's the one thing that for somebody of his size and stature, you wouldn't expect, but he ha definitely has pace about him. So like I say, he really puts himself about. And uh, it's also been noted by those at Arsenal from looking through sort of press releases and uh, such that he really has a top-level tactical knowledge. And that, for me, is something that we would need in our system. For a striker, we, we have Ben House, who clearly understands his pressing triggers. Mm -hmm. So to be able to bring in a, another striker just like that would be absolutely brilliant. So how he might fit into our system, it really does kind of depend on what our system is next season. If we're saying it's the 3 three five. Uh, three four three or five two three whichever you know then he would want to be playing up top he has played out wide on the left wing a few times for his sort of different clubs but not you know t to me he doesn't seem like he'd be as good out there i would really want him as a complete forward um and I also feel like he'd be really good at coming off the bench somebody that like i said puts himself about which would be exactly what you want but there's also the opportunity, if we were to play a 3-5-2, to have him next to Ben House. Ben House is perfectly capable of playing in those sort of half spaces on the on the edge of a penalty area over towards the left-hand side or the right-hand side. He's really capable of doing that. So if you then had somebody maybe a little bit more central, then those two together could work really well with a Mandroyu or a Dylan Duffy in behind. And yeah, So like I say, it obviously very much depends on the system. Um, but I think he would be an invaluable asset if we were to be able to get him alone. Um, and I also don't think it would be too bad if we weren't giving him 46 games a season, because I don't think Arsenal would expect that yet. So, yeah. Okay. I think this is a great shout, Charlie. I really do. It's, oh, do uh, I? That's why I picked it. I mean, I... It I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm every day watching, you know, the the Eredivisie highlights and, and seeing RKC Wilds, but uh, you know, their 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 game. I've got no idea about 
any of the the, uh, the games or the um, you know the, the football you've just spoken about, but but it sounds very exciting. <laughs> um, the fact that you know he's he's not had the game time; he's had sort of an underwhelming loan. Um, does potentially suggest that he he would need a um, yeah he, he might potentially need a bit of a confidence boosting loan, which I think um, you know this could. It could potentially be one if he were to come to Lincoln. Um, having a, uh, it might not be one that many people would know about. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily have a clue about the, the Eredivisie or the, uh, you know, Arsenal's uh, under 21s or under 23s uh, squad in that sort of amount of detail. Like I say, it is one of those from the sort of depths of football manager. Um, that that kind of uh, elude me a little bit because um, I've genuinely I've not had time to play football manager for quite a while to be fair, um, but it, it seems like one of those almost fantasy signings. And from what you've said, um, I think we're probably still in the market for a, um, a a winger as well. So it could maybe be a two birds one stone situation. Um, I think it's a a very very long shot. Yeah, really interesting shout and and one that. Um, while I don't see it happening, is uh, is a very interesting one. Um, well, I'll yeah. tell you, my, my, my th- the thinking behind it, so I didn't actually just pluck him out of Football Manager, luckily. Mm. I was I was sort of doing a Chris um, and was very much looking at kind of left-field options from around Europe, genuinely thinking the exact same thing that Chris was about the two Joker spots um, in our work permit rules. So... I was I was looking in sort of the Dutch second tier because that's where we got Monsma from and then the Belgian tier. And then mm-hmm. I just had a very quick look at expiring contracts actually in the area to visit. Mm-hmm. And obviously he, on transfer market, which is what I was using to look at inspiring, expiring contracts, he popped up because his loan was coming to an end. Yeah. Um, and I looked at him and then realised he was a, it was an Arsenal loan and it just... I I think a a very low level championship or top end league one is maybe where I would expect him to go. Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of thinking, well, top end league one. I don't think we're exactly that far away from being able to, yeah, have the have the same kind of pull uh, as a top end league one club as for the exact same reasons that Gary was sort of explaining for Dale Taylor. Obviously, we don't quite have the same kind of relationship with Arsenal. We have a relationship with Arsenal that's obviously worked well in the past. There's not quite the same of, look, we, we've brought somebody in. They have gone on to be a, you know, a, a top 60 million transfer, 60 million pound transfer. But yeah, I think that relationship is there. The location, obviously not so much, um, but I think they, they know that we would be able to really give him the opportunity there. And I just think the, the, the the one sentence that re- well a couple of sentences that, that I kind of read that really drew me in was his uh, exceptional tactical knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. Being able to do that at such a young age, like I say, Ben House has a lot of kind of pressure put on him to know his pressing triggers and all of this. So if we can have a, another striker that can come in and do that and not think twice about it and not have to learn that, then I think it's somebody that could come in and not need any kind of bedding in time, which is good. Cool. And um, as if by magic, Chris has reappeared um, because Chris, Hello, was take- Chris. Chris was taking notes. Yeah. Ben was, ben, ben was just trying to shut you up. No, I wasn't trying <laughs> to hey, shut him up. I understand. I understand that. We said we were going to do a short, a part, a special one. Get me on it. So I'm afraid. Um, but if it's okay, I do have some comments on Mika Beerick because um, I think it's a really clever, it's a really clever shout, Charlie, to be honest, mate. And, um, uh, we had a little joke about a football manager because both you. you and I are yeah, both you and I are avid football manager players, and he's always out of contract a couple of seasons in in mm-hmm. Arsenal, and uh, he's he always gets really good, but always seems to be on a free transfer. So loads of people will probably know the name because he's uh, he's just accessible on on the game. But take taking the virtual version of him <laughs> out of out of kind of uh, consideration here, actually looking at the real person, make a beer. I just think it's a clever shout. You mentioned the tactical profile. I think that if it's if it's perfectly. Also, his, his his physical profile means he can come and play up there on his own. So he'd be a direct replacement for Ben House um, in terms of the position on the pitch. Could play next to him, but he 
is a different profile, but we know someone that's got the stature that could play in that lone striker role. So I think that's that's a really important one. It's someone that you could potentially trust to play there. In terms of playing time, as long as he gets more playing time than he got at Valvik, it's a step forward, isn't it, in, in professional men's football? So, so I think there's a, there's a tick in that box. We've got a relationship with Arsenal through Brook Norton Cuffey. I know we've presented for other players in the past. We've got a relationship there. And really, that just that target-style forward is someone who we haven't had in the squad recently. Uh, we, mm. we, I wouldn't say we missed it last season, but we didn't have it. And if anything, we fell foul to it a couple of times. So mm. when we were playing against teams that were footballing teams that tried to play through us, we were pretty robust and difficult to break down. It was actually those teams that loaded the box and just just flung balls in there. In the last 10, 15, Fleetwood at home, Accrington at home, really spring to mind in this regard of bringing those big players on, those target-style players, and just, just not lumping it, but just having a bit more of a direct play and, and having that extra presence up top. And it's more of a percentages game, but it just gives you that option. So I think it's a, I think it's a really clever, a really clever suggestion in that regard. The only doubt would be he is unproven in men's football. You know, did we don't know, but did he have a Luke Plange style loan at Valvike, which may just put a doubt or two in in the heads of of English yeah. clubs in, in, a, in an arguably more physical league. I don't think the quality is much different. Of course, the top teams in the Eredivisie are significantly higher than League One, but actually that bottom half is is, is probably on par with top-end League One, bottom-end Championship anyway. So that would only be my concern. And and the fact that I'd just be really disappointed if he isn't as good in real life as he was on Football Manager. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. You kind of don't want to lose the lose the sort of awe of him as a as a player if mm-hmm. uh, yeah if he really wasn't as good you you sort of you say that the bottom kind of the bottom half or at least the bottom teams anyway in the Eredivisie are kind of just just maybe slightly above our level but not too far off the brace that he scored after coming on in the 55th was against SM Camborn uh, oh, Camp- uh, yeah so they were yes. uh, they, they, they got relegated they got they got they got relegated yes they did so you know, he, he can clearly score against sort of the lower end team. So that might just be another little kind of tick in the box of we're maybe not going to have too many high up teams, sort of, sort of too many high up championship teams wanting him. But maybe yeah. this level could be could be perfect. Yeah, I, th- for him. I think there are enough question marks over him. Mm. Uh, maybe teams at our level not wanting to to go for him yes. as their number as their starting number nine, which again opened the door for him to come in and be a, a bit of a second fiddle, a bit of an option off the bench, but most likely play more minutes than he got at, at Valvik. So yeah. I think it's a great shout, mate, to be honest. It'd be really interesting to see where he goes. If even if it's not to us, it'd be interesting to see kind of what happens with him this season because yeah. it's an interesting an interesting player. Somebody I'm definitely gonna make sure to properly follow now, I mm. think, this summer. Yeah, so hopefully sounds... he hopefully it is us he comes to. Take <laughs> Take note, Jez, George, and Liam Scully. <laughs> we shall, uh, we shall see on that one. Um, but yeah, I think there's, um, you know, a few decent uh, four four names there, um, with varying varying degrees of uh, of reality. I think behind them, um, in you know, as, as to who we may potentially bring in uh, to assist Ben House this season uh, as we go into it. So. That's going to do us, I think, uh, for the podcast this week. Um, you know, it, it, a bit of a departure, a bit of a different style of podcast. Obviously, we've got everybody involved this week um, on the Stacey West podcast team. Um, we, uh, you know, if you haven't read the the piece that Gary's put out about what we're doing this season, go check it out. I mean, we, we sort of covered it roughly, but it goes into a little bit more detail there and, and what we're going to be doing. Um and uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else other than uh, I just hope that Gary doesn't put all of the the, the photos from our photo shoot that we did. <laughs> we we had there an impression. So many. I yeah. think most of them have found their way onto social media somehow. I'm sure yeah, there, there were some unbelievable photos taken <laughs> um, outside the Ivy in rugby uh, up against a wall. I think somebody said that we you know that we'd taken inspiration from a Ramones album, and I'm I'm, I'm flattered by that. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I did that's, see that. That's, that's, yeah, that, thank you, but no. <laughs> it genuinely was like we, we saw a wall, and it was like, right, are we going to stand against the wall with one knee up like an indie band? Um, and it's exactly what it came out like, isn't it? It was just, yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, so we'll uh, be dropping the hottest album of 2023 uh, <laughs> in, in October and going on tour in November. So, um, 
yeah, that'll probably do us, I think. So hopefully next week we'll have a little bit of news to talk about. Um, hopefully a couple of signings as well. We'll, you know, I'll we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, as the season edges ever closer, um, we will look forward to that. So thanks, Gary, for being uh, being here with us today. He's not here, but he was. Um, thank you, Chris, and thank you, Charlie. Thank and you uh, until next week, up the imps, up the imps, up the imps, up the imps. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.